Harmony in Canada. I'm your host Tom, and with me this week are and Ward. Fuck you, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Yo, Kisty. We're off to a great start as usual. <laughs> uh, and Steve. Yeah. We're at least energetic. We are. We are. Like we, we could be. I said two and we, one. You never say two or one. It's just it's the rule. Two and That's one. That's true. Also, in the you military, don't. you don't say four in a countdown because it's too close to fire. Ooh, what do they say? Three, just, two, one. You just don't. You Five, just, three, don't two, one. I'm not in the military, man. This might be made up. That sounds like it once. could be this made is, up. This is how you get into, like, holy hand grenade type situations. You just fuck with the number <laughs> system too many times. You don't say four or two or one. Yeah. Just yeah. three. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that works. I guess we should get on topic. We should probably, you know, try and be professional. All right. So what Steve. are we talking about today? Because I didn't read the notes. Well, well, we can start with this. Steve. What are you even working on? There were notes. There, yeah, just, I just yeah. Them shockingly enough, you actually, actually just emailed them. Yeah, we actually do prepare. <laughs> we're preparing in real time. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is uh, surprising to our listeners to know that we prepare. Um, hopefully, <laughs> there's some semblance of that. Anyways, it's this fault. This week I have been doing not a lot of hobby stuff. I got a initial sort of test color scheme done on one cruiser for my UCM, which is I think the faction I'm going to play. And the reason I was super excited to get that color scheme done is because I've been playing a shitload of Andromeda, and <laughs> I really like the Tempest's color scheme, and the Tempest looks so fucking cool. And I was like, I think I'm going to have to play UCM because it is the most uh, colonial uh, colonies of mankind looking fleet. Have you climbed on top of it yet while on planet? Yes. And then you get yelled at? Yeah, and it's just like, oh, Ryder, really? Yes. It's like the first thing I do in the game. That's a, yeah, when EOS 2, when I was like, ooh, I have a jetpack. <laughs> I'm land on top. Yep. Yeah. Immediately get scolded. Yep. I did that too. <coughs> anyway, so yeah, this hasn't been a particularly productive week for me because of Andromeda, so hopefully that'll change once I, you know, play another 60 hours and beat the game, apparently. Yeah, I've got several more weeks left myself. So. What, an 80-hour gameplay? Apparently, nine, probably at least, nine. like, 100. Oh, okay. Yeah, And that's not even being completionist. Like, being completionist, I'm just never going to finish the game. I've heard Crit Path is, like, 60, 60 hours. That's, that's intense. Yeah. I wonder what the full-on speedruns will be. Oh, probably. <laughs> but that's a ways. How many parsecs? 14, at least. How about you, Tom? What have you been working on this week? Uh, mostly drops zone. I got all the airbrushing done on a bunch of my stuff, and... Wait, so, drop zone? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What else have you been working on? More resistance? Yeah. I didn't know you had more to do. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, all the drills ready. You just said, like, yeah, yeah like, drills. seven times in a row. Yeah. I feel like Tom nice. would have gotten to the details if we just let him continue. Wait, he's got yeah. ferrums? <laughs> ferrums. Yeah. Ferrums. Oh, I thought you had ferrums from the... Uh, yeah. You can do that now? No. <laughs> I hope I not. That, no. Yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> Okay, sorry. <laughs> Continue. Thanks. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, basically, just got all the the airbrushing with the chipping done on everything, and uh, I also did some more detail work on my drop fleet. 
and got the bases for them all done up. And did I? I played a shit ton of games, honestly. Yeah. This last weekend, Friday night was board games. We burgled some bros. Burgle bros and Kings of New York. Saturday was Malifaux, then the Conan the Barbarian board game, and then a Pathfinder game. Really? And then Sunday was Drop Fleet Commander. Wow. What do you play in Pathfinder? A Goblin Rogue. Of course. Shocking. Uh, (laughs) Didn't see that one coming. (laughs) Well, it's it's actually... Okay, so I haven't done role-playing in, like, a solid decade. And um, we're doing this, and we've basically got a troop that is... Rob's playing a bard that actually is like a, a magician, so he's, he pretends to be a magic user, and uh, we're basically just going around pretending to be, you know, a traveling sideshow. And I'm pretty sure thieving. every role playing group descends into just improv comedy, like that's one of the <laughs> same with dice. Well, the only problem though is that like one of the players, um, who I'll just like not name. I mean, he doesn't even listen to the podcast, but um, what an his, asshole. Fun fact His whole shtick Is that he's obsessed He took handle animal Just so he could better Fuck animals (laughs) Oh that's dark Is he Scottish (laughs) Or like Very concerning None of the above Really It's just really It's really dark (laughs) Uh, He's just He's just full chicken lover (laughs) Oh Chicken Cow Pig Okay, I it doesn't make say, any sense to me. I was gonna say my one of my favorite podcasts is the 40k role playing podcast because it's hilarious and it's actually kind of inspired me to like maybe get a group going to do some role playing. But now you've kind of killed that. So thank you, Tom. I do have the old 40k role play book somewhere. Oh, it's so fun. The inquisitorial henchman where you just everything kills you at oh, all yeah. times sounds pretty hilarious. I think I have all the stuff we need to play that. Huh? Huh? Oh shit! What you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. How about you? What are you working on? Um, yeah, for a boat, I think it was like seven or eight days, and like I just wasn't at home in the evenings ever. So there hasn't been like any. It was like a consecutive streak of social life, which is rare. <laughs> wow! And like, yeah, it was good. Achievement unlocked. For Dan. Get out of that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, between that and getting some stuff ready for helping Teresa sell the place. Um, yeah, there hasn't been a lot of time for actual hobby stuff. I haven't even played Mass Effect in like a week. Whoa. You haven't even played Battletech in over a week. That's true. Although Phil wants to get a game in this Saturday, so it'll be fine. Saturday? Yeah. Or possibly, well, this weekend. Let me know. How are know. the... Anyways. Sorry. Don't or, go down that path. Don't. I haven't, I haven't had my conversation with him yet about my sweet Battletech cosplay ideas. <laughs> so that's probably why he still wants to play the game with me. This is going to be the final episode of Hobby Night in Canada. You should just show up with your abs cut out of your shirt. And no pants. (laughs) Hey, that's a separate outfit. (laughs) You can make up your own unique Battletech character. Gotta stick to the canon. Two great taste, taste, great together. No, no. Okay. I gotta gotta honor the fluff. The way to do it then is show up with your abs cut out and then immediately try and take off Phil's pants. No, please don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> concerned about this. So then you can, like, both be in proper Battletech garb. Except he's probably more likely to be using clan mechs than me, so it should be the other way around. Yeah, but I feel like taking off his pants is a more acceptable thing than cutting a hole out of his shirt. Just run really? To, just, you think it is? Just run towards You're not him ruining anything. It's weird. It's not, like, an ideal scenario here either way. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like... It's probably a bigger dick move to cut someone's shirt they're wearing than to just pull down their pants. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. 
Fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> Ward, what have you been working on? I feel that... Uh, man. Good luck topping it. Uh, yeah, I mean... You don't know. You don't know if like your opponent's wearing tidy whities so like you can at least guarantee one of you will be like wearing like proper. You could bring him a pair just to be safe. You could bring him a pair. That's true too. Like, I wore these yesterday. Enjoy. Just <laughs> turn them inside out. <laughs> um, and the brown mark makes you go fast. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so I things got weird. Yes, very got weird. Very <laughs> so. No, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> In shit stains. Yes. I started painting the uh, the beaver AMSA. Uh, oh nice. Bust. So I started applying some greens to the uniform. Did we did we say on the podcast that that sold out? Uh, no, not yet. Oh, it sold out. I, I thought it didn't. Well, it sold out in North America, and he's bringing some back over from Europe because okay. they weren't selling as fast. Okay. So to meet the more local demand, right. he's bringing a few back. They are they are doing a second wave of it as well. So. Really. Yep. Yeah. Wow. People love the beaver in North America. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where we're going in this podcast? <laughs> Uncharted territory. This one. We it's a beaver bus. People love it. Beastiality. What's the problem here? BattleTech pants. Lots of. Beaver loving. <laughs> hey, it was BattleTech with no pants. Uh, sure. <laughs> no, one of it was BattleTech with no pants. One of it was BattleTech with pants and no abs on their shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Get it right. <laughs> um, I, I'm. I, that wasn't even me trying to make a dirty joke. That was just like a. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So, it <laughs> so that's. Uh, I started doing some painting with that. Uh, played some Drop Fleet and uh, got inspired to build some more ships because the Orpheus is awesome. So Ward, I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, are you trying to paint your beaver like clean or dirty? Like fuck smoothness. <laughs> Going for like, like a more sketchy beaver. <laughs> like what style of painting are you using for it? I would say no to the sketchy beaver. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's going to be a gift, so I should clean it first. <laughs> wow. Um, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's going to be a gift, so it's going to be nice. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Mike, go. <laughs> Can somebody get us back on on the rails here? All right, we're, we're talking you? about models. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather be talking about BattleTech right now? No, Actually, no. far hey, less. Hey, hey, hey! Let me talk. Okay, my turn. I gotta get off the BattleTech. Oh my god! I thought you were gonna paint your BattleTech. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what did I get done? I got done eight drop zone guys. I got 20 Fire Slayers done. I got 12 Drop Fleet done with another 20 halfway done. Which uh, fleet? Uh, PHR. Yeah, okay. Nice. They were looking good. So that was all this week, the stuff you were showing? Within the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, because we have two weeks between podcasts. Yeah. Uh, well, the last, oh yeah, I guess it was two weeks ago when we were painting with, uh, yeah, when you were starting to lay down, I think some of the base cuts you'd gotten yeah. was done. So detailed. they're all done now, yeah. Beautiful. That's awesome. So wow. I can use, now you have two fleets, that means I can use your UCM while I'm still painting at mine. But the, the UCM isn't painted, it's a scourge in the PHR that's, that's painted. God damn it. Yeah. Such a All slap. Right. I'm gonna, I'm well, gonna we do have, have six another... weeks before the next drop fleet. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I'm going to have to wait at least two weeks for him to finish an entire fleet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, it's unacceptable. Uh, okay. I'll try harder <laughs> next time, Steve. I'm sorry. That's all right. They paint up super fast. Like, you don't, you can spend, these models are actually really, really nice, I have to say. 
Yeah. Uh, for a like a, a fl- shut scale? up and talk about it later. Okay. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah, that's kind of a thing, isn't it? Again, spoiler alert. <laughs> Preparedness. Yeah, it's one of our major pillars of this podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Professionalism. Uh, yes. The three P's. I don't know what the third P is, but if anybody can think of one, is one of the pillars pillar? Because I, I wasn't paying attention. Yes. <laughs> but it's a word that has P preparedness, in it. professionalism, and pillar, <laughs> <laughs> or perkiness. Sure. <laughs> the four P's. <laughs> the four P's. <laughs> Or penis jokes, like really? Oh yeah, that's, a, that's actually a serious pillar of our podcast. <laughs> it's a hard foundation. <laughs> All right, what's our first topic? No, Ooh, we need to shut up and take my money. Oh Jesus, that's right. Yeah, we're not even into topics yet. <laughs> welcome to welcome along for the ride, everyone. This is this is a rocky podcast. Oh man, it's gonna be something. <laughs> uh, okay, well I guess. Um, Oh man, I don't know if I even have anything <laughs> for this. I've, I've just I bought. do. I'll start. Okay. okay. So I ordered a bunch of stencils from Custom Meeple uh, from Spain. So I am going to be getting some uh, stenciling for doing it on the buildings and such. Like airbrush stencils? Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of them are infinity specific related, and then there's, oh, nice. there's some generic ones. So they're like, are they like graffiti stencils, or like what are they? Some of them are, and yeah. then some of them are like uh, crate markings and and actual like uh, hmm. symbols for factions. So, so are there anything that would work for my ITC crates that look really boring right now? Most likely, that's yeah. kind of why I ordered a bunch. So specifically for ITC crates. Um, Specifically well, for Steve's ITC crates, my two. He ordered a ton of stencils for two what a crates. good friend. <laughs> what a good guy. No, but you have a bunch of the uh, ITC crates as well as I have the other ones. I have ten, ten of the IT, ITC crates, and then I ordered like uh, a forty pack of the other crates. Yeah, which, so which who were the other crates again? Who made those? Oh, I can't remember. Shit, oh, you can't either. Shit balls. No, I. That's I a weird name remember. for a company. I, I feel like I they've got a hard time marketing to children. Yes. <laughs> Google searches do not uh, are not nice to them wow. for sure. They're not the first thing that pops up. No, I forget. I forget the company name. Can you imagine like at a convention, like handing out cards that say "shitballs" on them? You could. You might do well depending on the convention. Professional shitballer. <laughs> you got that. All under control. Okay. All right. Carry yeah. On. So uh, a bunch of stencils. So uh, nomads, uh, hackaslam, uh, pano, uh, a bunch of generic ones. So, um, ordered a bunch of those, and hopefully they'll show up sooner rather than later, so. Cool. Yeah. I actually do have a shout-out to take my money, because I, I played the Conan the Barbarian board game. Holy fuck, is it amazing. Really? Yeah, That's and the models are great, and okay. the rules are great, and you should get it. Because it's actually available now, because it was only the Kickstarter for the longest time, right? And it's only mildly, completely sexist, it's fine. Yeah, well, there's that. But, there's but it's Conan! It's... it's <laughs> that, yeah, that movie was not great. No, this actually has this is nothing to do with the movies. This oh, is really? exclusively based off of the books. And there's actually, like, a Conan historian who is monitoring all of the IP going into this to make sure it's authentic. Like oh, Alan Merritt, but thought, sexist. I thought... <laughs> I thought that you meant like during the game, like there'd be like a somebody plays the just like, <laughs> <laughs> like wow. the equivalent of the DM is the historian. No, 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 cool dad would never do that. Well, no, but you do you kind of have like a DM because it's you, one person controlling all of the like the villains, and then 
uh, one to four players controlling the heroes. I was thinking more of Silver Tower, where the historian would lay out the the scenario. Yeah, well, if, if it was Kent the year twelve seventy two, Conan, like Kent did the whole spiel for us, so that was oh, okay. good. Uh, I got to play as Conan, so I'm a little biased. Oh, all right, fair but, enough. Uh, it was really cool. It sounds good, but the mechanics are, are really, really interesting. There's a neat resource management system in it where you're actually, um, whenever you're doing stuff, you're taking like your action points that are you start with anywhere between like ten or eleven of these little gems, and then as you use them for things, they go into like your tired reserve, and as you're wounded, they go from that reserve into your gone forever reserve. And so, depending on your stance, if you're going offensive, you're only regenerating, like, two to three a turn. If you're going defensive, you're regenerating, like, five or six a turn. So, and, and you can only do as many actions as you have those little things in your actual pool to use. So, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of resource management, a lot of smashing shit, which is really fun. A lot of the female characters are literally objective markers that don't do anything. Yay! Oh, that's questionable. Like you, like the, one of the female characters has like an aura effect and does nothing. Is not an actual like playing character. No, we uh, <laughs> in, in our mission it was get the princess and save her from the castle. Yeah, there. So okay, just saying, just saying not without its criticisms. This game. Ah, screw that! I played it. Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. PC to an extent, but also Conan. No, it's not PC at all. Yeah, it's exactly. straight up Conan. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like. Sure, it's probably not for everybody, but it's Conan. But if you love Conan, you're going to love the game. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And if you don't like indigenous races, then you're going to love beating up on the subhumans. Because they are super native and really kind of offensive. But that's another topic altogether. Oh, get off the fence, Dan. We know you'd stop falling. No, I was reading up on this when it was on Kickstarter and still live. And I was like, wow, I cannot get behind this at all right now currently. Sweet. No, that's fair. It's game, it is so severely good. dated. It is severely dated already. Yeah, it's well, it's because it's holding quite true to some very old, sketchy and morally IP, and in some cases, you can bring things up to the twenty first century. But this did yeah. not. Yeah, the very true. The bad guy, like bar, whatever, like not. I was gonna say barbarians, but you know, like the the, the like caveman style, like subhuman bad guys or whatever are like super heavily borrowing from a lot of, um, like, First Nations imagery and stuff, and it's kind of, yeah, not cool. Interesting. See, I... This makes me feel bad, because they just had the game set up, and it was just like... I know, but, like, it does not stand up to critical thought. I know, but did you have fun? Why are you letting? Sometimes I don't want anyone to too, have fun. It's my place yes, in I life. know, but that's just the point. Sometimes this shit gets too serious, and you got to let it go. If it's not being played, or you're not, if Tom's not an Indian racist, let's burn the wagons down kind of guy. It shouldn't matter if he's enjoying playing the game. What the figures look like, it doesn't. He's not promoting it. He's not making racist remarks. Let it go. It's based off a fictional character in a fictional world. Yeah, I tend to agree to an extent. Stop trying to compare it to where we're living right now and what this world is right now because they're two separate entities altogether. But anyways, whatever. I agree. Yeah. I agree to yeah, more or less. I think that if it was a yeah. statement where it was actually hurting somebody native and blah 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 and blah blah blah, then yes, okay. We got to stop it. You can't do it. You got to feel bad for playing this game. Okay. But if it has nothing to do with that, it's a fantasy world and a fictional world. 
take it as such. Don't and it's also don't fringe. take it as a political statement. And it's yeah. also super fringe. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. If it was, yeah, yeah. And then at the same time, though, this got super serious. We went from like really weird <laughs> off the rails. Yeah, but this it was is bizarre. Um, <laughs> but like the 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 Gamergate stuff, like there's they're arguing the same point. You know, like oh, it's a, it's a video game. I should be able to play these ridiculous sexist characters. Except that is so mass market and so not. It's in the prime spotlight, and mm-hmm. it's not an existing IP in a lot of cases. Like it's just an ex, like. Uh, like masochist, you know, sort of bloodshed and so, misogynist. So let me, let, let, me, let me put it this way. So, like, now that I know more about the game, because, like, I only saw about a, a, a tenth of the figures from the one scenario we were playing. Um, the gameplay was great. Um, it's unfortunate that it's not something to be like, hey, girlfriend, which, to be fair, I don't have anyways, but... <laughs> like, let's play this game, because you too can feel like you're an important human. Um... So that's unfortunate. Um, yeah, but uh, I get where everybody's coming from on this. But yeah, it's Conan. That's kind of the thing. Like, it's uh, is it acceptable? That's a this is, I, this is it's a it's a fair. I think for me, it's fair to criti- critique it. Yeah, and there needs to be a space for that because like having your critique is fine. Yeah, but at the same time, but, if you want to play this game and enjoy it, that's fine too. This is my point, though. You should be able to make your choice. You shouldn't be shamed because of how somebody else views it into making your choice to play the game. Yeah, the other is what is I'm game. saying. It's a game. It's fictional. You should not be prosecuted. Uh, people should Prosecute not be coming. Yeah, it almost. Yeah, yeah. It, you saying. shouldn't be. It's it's a, it's a no. Fight. And I think that's the thing. It's the difference between people. That, that's playing. why I got up in the ears because people I don't think you should be prosecuted. For it's it. their choice. But it's it's a fucking game. Yeah, but no. But I actually the reason why I got up too is because. I seen so much of that bouncing around on the net, and it was just like it's it's a fantasy game, people. It's not a political statement. Get yeah, frankly, the- that being said, if there was a historical board game like that, it would be way worse. It would be like oh, and let's equally as accurate, burn the Catholics, or I don't know what you want to go with. Like it would get pretty pretty brutal quickly too if it was historical. <laughs> Starve the Ukrainians, the board game. Yeah, like I don't know, play as the Red Army. Oh, good, <laughs> yay. What's the name of that? Really I was thinking annoying. more of hunt, hunting the Knights Templar, but that's right. Ooh, that's also that's, isn't that uh, that's Assassin's Creed? Assassin's Creed, essentially. <laughs> I, I can't remember the name of that like kind of annoying board game where it's the, the one with the trains and not ticket to ride. <laughs> what? There's another train game that's Can not the Mexican tycoon? train game. Well, there's one where it's like the whole thing is like you're just loading the trains and getting people on the trains. Then it's like, yeah, they're all going off to Auschwitz or whatever, full of people. What? That's a board game? Apparently that's like a trap game that a lot of like full-on social justice warriors will inflict on their friends. Like make them play this game. Uh, Like, surprise. Wow. Okay, that's a little different than Conan. Yeah. Yeah. There's a scale of shit board games. But that is dark (laughs) as fuck. Oh, I'm aware. (laughs) Oh. I thought you were going to say, like, oh, you're, like, building the rail out west and there's, like, you know, <laughs> the head tax is part of the game or something. I didn't think you were going to go full <laughs> Yeah, that, that game is a little off the deep end. So that's oh. the example of a little farther there were than where I lie in the spectrum, that's for sure. Okay. Fair okay. enough. Can okay. we get back on to what I want to buy this <sighs> yes. week? Yeah, you, you, you do buy. that. I'm going to go cry in the bathroom for Retail therapy. Uh, I'm looking at Shadow War Armageddon. If you can get it. Shadow yeah, War Ulanor. Yeah, whatever. You're going to have to wheel and deal to do that, buddy. I know. Um, Sexual favors. You, you can't have my coffee. 
that's fine. I don't really care. I think I think it'll still be something that you can get down the road. I think all the like like Space Hawk was a limited release, never going to come back. Yeah, there was some talk of you the know? website potentially going from like out of stock to not currently available or whatever. Like one of those like slight terminology changes that yeah. means it might get reprinted. Because apparently yeah. it did sell out in ten minutes. Where did so. you get yours from, uh, Nick? Okay. Wait, so, so we have a copy of the rules coming into the circle of gamers? Yep. Yep. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing too is if it if it actually ends up being like a anybody oh, want ten scouts as a side note? Uh, <laughs> anybody doing a battle company that needs fifteen scouts would probably be interested. <laughs> fair enough. Fair that's enough. a lot of crickets in this room right now. Yeah, I don't I don't need, to need sure, scouts at all. Sure. Um, but you know, I actually am excited for this because even if they don't have the boxed game available for me to pick up with the sweet terrain which would kind of suck and they decide to not actually release the rules like out in the you know ether or whatever I'm sure somebody will post those up if it's a limited time thing and the store the retailer copies of like the campaign materials and stuff come with sets of the rules and some yeah cards and pamphlets and stuff for the different uh, factions so They'd be absolutely ridiculous to not yeah. do that. Um, so I, I don't think it's going to be an issue, and I'm really excited to uh, bust out some 40k kill teams in a more formal kill team environment, because kill team kind of sucks. So are they going to be doing an organized play for it out of the stores? Yeah, know. they already have the, the contents of the kits and stuff have been shown off. They have an OP kit, and it has, like again, some of the cards for, like the I think, the Imperial Specialist, like the Commissar or some of like the you know, Grey Knight Terminator and stuff like that. So a lot of the the cards for a lot of those specialist characters that they're not really part of your game. They're like the hired mercenary guys that you use your like scenario points to hire kind of a thing. Okay, I'm just super excited about but, this because looking at their the kill teams quote unquote they have for this game, mm-hmm. um, there's everything that I kind of want to play is here. Like um, they've got because the basic Harley format Queen. is to get like a squad box, like the basic troop squad yep. box of the army you want to play. Then a couple of single figures. Yep, so they've got their can Harlequin troop kill team, so I can paint up, work on my troop, get them going. Can I play Iron Warriors? Uh, there's, yep, chaos there's Chaos Marines. Uh, I don't know what the rules are for like specific marks. I'm assuming that's fine, because they're regular troops. Yeah, I don't know this. I, it's, yeah. I think the, the factions that don't come with rules... Or what is it? There's something like the, the factions that... Some of the factions that aren't in the box set, the PDFs are already up on the website. So if the rules aren't in the starter box, they are on the website. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. And then they like the Tyranids and stuff. The one that I'm interested in more than anything is actually the Gene Stealer Cult. Oh, yeah. That'll be a great excuse to pick up a handful of models. Yeah, because the Gene Stealer, the primary primary Tyranid list is um, Tyranid Warriors. Yeah. And so the Gene Stealer Cult allows you, like, a completely different set of models. And not only that, it's all the models that I actually want. Like, they've got the hybrids and the metamorphs, whatever they are. So it's just... Like, basically 15 models that I want to paint. I always have. And I don't want to do a Gene Stealer Cult Army because I need, like, 80 models or 160. <laughs> and a bunch of, like, $70 trucks. Yeah, so I don't want to do that. So this is exactly what I want to paint up for Gene Stealer Cult. Well, honestly, that's kind of one of the things that appeals to me is I love <coughs> my Iron Warriors. I'd love to play some, like, contemporary paint job Iron Warriors using the Mark th- Mark III yeah. armor. But I'm never going to paint six. Are you going to paint them with yeah. the P3 metal technique? You know it. Because you have metal in your heart. Metal! Yeah, it's going to be pretty sweet. I'm looking forward to that. So that's my show to take my money. Or potentially... Oh, that's what we're still talking about? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways. 
Uh, well, right. I'll go next. My shut up and take my money is an actual copy of that. Yay, like I said. Cool. <laughs> so I'll be getting the box, mostly for the train, and then God knows I yeah. don't need the models. Train looks pretty sweet. Okay, after we get off the tangent, Mike, how about you? Um, it, mine's all not actually, stu- it's gaming aids and stuff like mats, nice. sector cluster. Mats? S- Tell me more. Scattered terrain. I want to get the, st- the, the night map from uh, Deep Cut. Yes, that thing looks sweet. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she got a hex overlay on it. It'll be sweet. No. Fuck yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> I'm never painting up Battletech now. <laughs> Why? It's actually a fun thing nope. to do. Nope. Phil, it's because he heard you were playing it. Yeah, fuck you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, that was aggressive, Michael. <laughs> wow. You poke the bear. This is what you get, all right? I I normally you, the bear gets aroused. I told you this episode kind of is bear. off the rails. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Can we finally move on to the first topic, which I asked for like years ago? Yay! Yeah. So our first topic today is drop fleet gameplay. We've all pretty much had a, a chance to go through some games. Well, three of demo. us. Well, Steve yeah. saw some no. games and such. I've seen some games. Yeah. So okay, that's halfway there. You have you have some some ideas. So you at least living on a prayer. And then Dan can use these rules and convert, so that way he can do like orbital strikes with dropships and uh, launch some mechs. Uh, eventually, that's true. Sort of thing. To be honest, actually, that would work. I just need to well. get some map scale weapons. Yeah, oh no, that minions. This is good. Because you're dropping assets, right? Like. It, this actually would work really well with honestly any <laughs> game. Like I could actually see this rule set now. That, just saying that you could use this rule set with with old Gothic ships. Why the fuck 100%. not? Yeah, you definitely could. Anyway, uh, let's talk about some of the different elements in. Talk Gothic. about elementals. Oh, okay, so up. I, I want to just get this out of the way. Single-handedly, the greatest initiative system out of yes. any game I have ever played in my entire life. I do agree with that. So, for those of you who do not know, you add up all of the, like, hull points of the models in each little battle group. And so, like, a large is 10, a medium's 5, a frigate's 1. Uh, I don't know what a Corvette is. Like, half? Or they still count as 1? They still count as 1. Still count as 1? And so, each of those will have a total value um, between, like, 3 if it's 3 frigates, or... 2, even at, 2. Could be even two. It's Could two. be even two, or I've seen it as high as fifty, and I imagine at larger point sizes, you might even see larger ones than that. Yep, twenty. If you have battleships, but uh, basically, what you do is you set your deck up of these cards, and in order going down, like so, that whatever you want to activate first goes on top. You flip your first card, your opponent flips their first card, and then whoever has the lower um, tonnage value gets to choose who activates first for that for that alternating activation. Which yeah, so it's it's there to basically show like who's going to be able to react faster, a big battleship or just a couple like little escorts on the fringe of the battle, right? So what I like about it though is it represents your uh, fleet commander trying to sort of mitigate which orders are going to happen first. However, if you were to pull two equivalent battle groups that were received their first order, the faster lighter one's going to go. So you can try and make your battleships activate first. Maybe that would happen, you know, if the other person had a bigger group that decides to do that. But generally, it gives you sort of a way to activate your battle groups that isn't just straight dice roll. Well, it also means really like. you're not just going like, all right, first activation of the turn, my biggest, baddest shit. Yes, which is like, what every alternating activation always seems to do near the end, which is one of my complaints actually with drop zone is near the end of the game. If you're like, I need to do something with this group, you know, it's going to go first. And that initiative roll is critical. Yeah. Whereas you can sort of 
I feel like, I, again, I haven't played enough to know if this is for sure the way it is, but you can, like, sort of hedge your bet by throwing that one maybe second. Yes. And, and I, for sure it'll happen. Honestly, yeah, and I found myself doing that last a lot. Like, I had this one battle group that was just three Taipeis, which their damage output up close is absurd. They do D6 plus four hits each, or shots each. Okay. Which is a, it's, Times it's an absurd number. Times three. It seems like a lot. Um, but it was three frigates, so you just run them forward, and they were always going first. And they'll take out a cruiser on their own. So just, boop, take out a cruiser. And then I, it would be like second, third, or fourth that I'd activate my, my Atlantis and, and Lima's. Yeah. I know when Mike and I first started playing Drop Zone, that was one of the things that I liked is their, their actual initiative system around battle groups. Um, where it's not just one model or one squad activates. It's an actual sort of almost like a like what 40k would consider a cad. You'd have multiple cads in an army, and that whole cad would operate at once. Um, it feels like with this this system, they've just refined it even more. I, I would like. fucking love this system in drop zone. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Like, I, fucking love it. I almost made the mistake on Sunday by shuffling my cards, and I was like, whoa, 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 I get to choose. activation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That actually would that, be amazing. I think that would be an awesome, like, second round. You're like, oh, communications disruption. Shuffle your cards. See what happens. Well, we're still oh, waiting cool. to see. But <laughs> your are, commander is drunk as hell. But they are <laughs> going to be releasing high. command cards like you do have yep. in Drop Zone. Yeah, that'll be eventually. That so. could be one of that. How fucking cool would that be? Shuffle your deck? Oh. <laughs> Play as Colonel Ty at all times. He's <laughs> like, espionage, espionage, espionage. Please, love of God. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let me shuffle. Uh, but it's really neat because it's, I find, I love the idea of alternating activation games way more than I go, you go for like War Machine, yeah. Fantasy, 40K. Well, you're more engaged in the game and you're interacting yeah. all the time, right? It's 100%. not, okay, uh, it's your turn. I'll be back in 20 minutes. Uh, and you're not going to get alpha as hard because it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's the so other one unit's going to go. Right. Yeah. It could suck, but it's not like everything of theirs goes and just takes out half your shit. And then you're like, huh. Okay, so you're like you said, like you're engaged way more. And not only that, when that happens to you, you're if you are still playing to sort of salvage some points, it just becomes this kiting game that's not fun for anybody. Like you're trying to hide your remaining shit to grab a few objective points, and there's no real interaction now for the person that also alpha strike. Like they're not really having fun anymore. But like, Uh, which I mean. It's kind of their own fault, but at the same time, it's not good for the the game itself. The game's not enjoyable, but what makes this really interesting is I've never played a game before where initiative isn't random. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Like I said, this seems way better because that, like I said, I like Drop Zone's initiative system because it is the battle groups. It's a little less random than one model at a time. Yeah. But this is better. It's also good because it's already predetermined. So you, when yeah. you're constructing your fleet, you can know exactly. Like, oh yeah. How many points each battle group is, and then therefore you can adjust accordingly. You're like, you know what, that battle group is way too big. I need to move some points around, possibly, or drop a ship out of that yeah. group to. Or like maybe these ones are going to eat it. They're just going to be going last every time, just so I can have this faster one. Yeah. It adds a really unique dynamic to list composition. Yeah. That I've yeah. never had to think about for any other game. So now that we play. haven't even talked about the actual, like, turn, we've just got to the beginning of the turn, what do you guys think of the actual, like, inactivation gameplay? Super clean, man. Yeah, no, it yeah. Is, it's good, and there's a lot of depth to it, but you just don't realize it until you play the game, and it's just like any other game. Each piece has its own special, but it can interact. There's a little bit of synergy going on for certain models working together, but... 
it's interesting once you start fighting a different race, all of a sudden, oh, hey, they can do that, and i got to watch out for that. So it, it, it mixes it up at the same time. So my question is, because I, I, I actually honestly don't know how this works, is it still the drop zone style move and shoot or shoot and then move system, or is it more like you'll battle. you'll move and then shoot. Yeah, you yes. you, issue, you command you have to move first. Yes, because it's a ship. Everything okay, is yeah. always in motion. I was going to say, do they have to have minimum moves? Is yes, that from yeah. there is. Yeah. The, so unless there is, you're yeah. doing keeping stations, which then you can go zero. But otherwise, you're always moving half. Okay. And what's really interesting? Do you have to move first before you can turn, or can you turn? Depends. And then? Turn you, first. Which one. You okay. turn first typically. And then I'm entirely right now just gauging this completely off Battlefleet Gothic. Do I have Unless, to come to new heading yeah. or burn retro? Well, or but here's the thing: you do have different orders that you can give your different battle groups. So, like, so that's exactly the same as Gothic. Does I don't get to turn? reload my However, ordinance. However, okay, so in Gothic, jog my memory. In Gothic, did your entire like group have to do the same order? No, it was uh, per ship. It was per ship. Okay, this is different because you order one special order, order to the entire like battle group whether it be, like, one or five ships, and that's the order they can do, or they can do a standard order. So if you have, like, one ship in that group that wants uh. to do weapons-free and the rest you want just to do standard, you issue weapons-free to that group, that one ship goes crazy, and the rest will do the standard order. The other thing that I find really interesting. interesting is that because of the range mechanic is based off of the spikes and the sensors, so quick rundown, yeah, the more shit you're doing, places. the larger your radar spike is going to be. So that other ships find it easier to detect you. So most, let's just base it off cruisers, your sensor range is 6, your signature is 6. So that means you add those two together, that means if a cruiser is 12 inches away from another cruiser, they can see them. But for every spike that you have, you're adding 6 inches to that range. So a minor spike means your... Your actual... 18 inches away. 18. If it's a major spike, it's 24. And it's... If you're doing more like weapons free or all like full ahead or like those kind of more aggressive um, maneuvers with your battleships or any of your ships, you will be having a larger spike. Because all the weapons in the game are unlimited range. So oh, that makes sense. So it's just, just, it's just tracking and locking on that you have to get. Yeah, yeah, you have to yeah. be able to see them. Because all the all the ordnance or lasers are going to effectively have an infinite range, and a lot of the ordnance is probably self guided since it's huge distances in space. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say the other thing about the the game that I was going to compare to Gothic, which I'm assuming is the same, is the actual scale reference. Do they ever talk about that? Because in Gothic like they the made peg? a point where the peg is the size of the ship. And the ship itself, the model is just a, a like a purely decorative. Exactly. Well, and you're measuring everything from the from. It's the all peg to peg in this. So the models are like the idea is they're tiny, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah. of pegging going on is what you're saying. <sighs> and we're back. <laughs> well, I think the scale is actually maybe a little bit closer because you're not playing beside planets. You're playing over oh, top yeah, of yeah, one, yeah, yeah. like yeah. because the way it works, it actually is kind of neat because it takes some of the things I love about dystopian wars, hilariously enough, because it has different height levels. You've got atmosphere, you've got low orbit and high orbit. Well, yeah, you, that didn't really exist in Gothic, did it? No, no, not at all. Well, there was some scenarios, but they were not part of the game. And, like, what's oh. really cool... Yeah. And there's nothing more terrifying than having one of your big cruisers have an engine hit, and it has orbital decay, and you're about to hit atmosphere and burn up. Really terrifying. Yeah, because yeah. if you are larger than a frigate, you, <laughs> you cannot go into yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, and most frigates can't either. It's like just the PHR stuff, right? They no, uh, it's the Scourge stuff that is all atmo. Or like the Strike Cruisers or any of that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah I thought that was um, all that And then Corvettes can go in ammo. 
there's all the artwork of the PHR ships entering Atmo, like going through the clouds, and that was where I was like, I need to play this fleet. <laughs> they look cool. But so I've played three games now. I feel like I'm learning a little bit every time, but having played I guess this will be my fourth fleet game, because mm-hmm. I played Dystopian, I played Firestorm, I've played uh, maybe if you include like Armada from Star Wars, it's another yeah. fleet game, plus Gothic. And this one seems to be the cleanest, easy to grab rule set that I've played yet. Nice. That's surprising to me because it seems like it's very complex compared to Gothic. Actually, uh, it's, it's 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 really not. not. Um, if you're on your normal How many orders, column you, shifts you do can you have to do no column shifts. No column shifts. Column shifts were the easy part. So this is basically like okay, you can shoot one weapon every turn unless you go weapons free. So basically, you just move around and you can shoot one weapon unless they're linked. Unless they're linked, which PHR has. Um, nice. Which is fantastic. Um, but then ba- you choose a target, and you roll the corresponding number of dice that it has. Um, sometimes there's modifiers, so is it different a, weapons value. Is it on a chart caliber. like a uh, drop zone? Like you, you roll? No. no it straight up tells you what Just the weapon stat. The weapon stat. So that just does hits yeah. do damage. That's yeah, so yeah, like, but one you of still my, get your save. So one oh, of my so there's no roll to wound effectively. Th- Correct. Correct. It's just a roll to hit, but if my target is low enough, I can get a critical hit on you. So let me do an example. So oh, he I knows this. Bro- it's just like drop zone. No, no, he does know this. Though. Oh, drop yeah, yeah. zone. So if you're too hard, what you need to hit is a crit. It's a crit. Same thing. That you don't get armor saves for. Oh, nice. Okay. But you can get armor saves on the regular hits. Interesting. Okay, so it's not. I was assuming that they would have taken a few more mechanics from drop zone, like made it a little more. No. Uh, similar with the way like drop zone has the armor compared to strength, that kind of thing, like typical. And chart. then for dealing with like boarding or close action, all that stuff, super straightforward. You have a, an attack that is just your close action, which is going to be your sensor range, which normally is pretty good. Yeah. And you roll your dice, hitting on whatever it says you hit on. Then your opponent has point defense. So the close action uh, is effectively another weapon. Yep. Then you're, then you've got point defense. For every die that you roll that is a 5+, plus, out of all your point defense, that negates a hit. It requires two point defense successes to negate a crit. That's it. And that's the only way you can negate a crit. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I still... I, I find all these fleet games, since they have sort of the most, like, tactical components to the, to the gameplay, are always the most complex to pick up. Like, Gothic was more complex than 40k when you're talking 3rd edition. A little, little different now, maybe, with all special rules. Fire, Firestorm is very complex. Like, the yep. way that the point defense worked, like, what do I get to roll this yeah. on, or what is Dystopian the Dystopian had a shitload of, like, how yeah. AA worked against this is a little, This is a lot cleaner than all of that. Nice. Yeah, and it's just like, how That's do you get good. a critical... How is it, like, critical effect chart? As soon as you go below half wounds, you roll on the critical effect chart. As soon as you get destroyed, you roll yeah. on the catastrophic damage. That's it. Like, there's so many rules in this game where... They could have made them more complex than they yeah. need to be, but they just didn't. If it's a frigate exploding, it's D3. If it's a cruiser or larger, it's D6. Radius. Nice. Like, like that. it's well, so many things. It's just the same rules, just kind of generalized across different things. Still feels cool, feels different. Ramming's amazing and simple as shit. There's but no way you, that ramming cannot be made of You can only ram if you have one or two hull points left. Yeah, That's there's no orc ram fleets. No, no. 
which is unfortunate. Then you you're dead <laughs> after it, whether you succeeded or not. That yeah. is the that is. If the, you make the uh, option to ram, everybody's abandoning ship, mm-hmm. and there's just the captain going in. It's is kind of the idea with the the fluff, which I kind of like. Yeah, full cinematic. Uh, yeah. ramming into the movie mode. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's Picard sitting. Don't worry. There's plenty of letters left in the alphabet. <laughs> I, I was more thinking of uh, Kirk's dad, Tiberius. Oh, yeah, we're thinking of go. real Trek. Yeah, real track. Oh, <laughs> oh, shots fired. OG track. Oh, <laughs> I know you're a new track fan. Anyways, no, actually, I actually like those movies, but you guys have all been super stoked really. on it, and you've actually oh, managed to get me to pick some stuff up. I was always gonna do a fleet, but I actually the one thing that I'm gonna complain about this game. The no resistance fleet. No. There's that. I'm not a huge fan of the ship design for the Shiltari. Shaltari, which is my favorite fleet or army in the uh, yeah, but let, like I hate to say this because I do love a lot of what Hawk does. The Shaltari, straight across the board, the weakest range in the game. Uh, no, you know what? I will agree with that. Range as in model range. Model range, yeah. okay. Because they're very strong, apparently. In the snipers, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, the, the rules for the rules are great. The, like I, I think they. So I'm going to disagree with you, but also. A, Agree with you. I'm going to be total, uh, totally offensive on this one because I love their walkers in Drop Zone. Yes. I think their walkers are fucking sweet. They got this War of the World Eldar kind of vibe going on, which is I'm 100% in uh, for. However, their tanks and their gates, I hate. I despise their gates. I don't know uh, what it is about the gates. I, I, I think it's just like the weird warp veins they've got going on inside. They kind of look like weird feathers. They're sculpted poorly. They don't have a ton of detail on them. I think it's because there's too much texture. Yeah. Those models just have too much texture. Yeah. You look at the PHR, almost no texture whatsoever. Look at the Scourge. Minimal. It's there, but like... But they have have shape, which is different. They have a very defined shape. Not a lot of texture, right? Like... Yeah, but they also look like Asari guns, which if you've played a lot of Mass Effect... You yeah, which is great, but like... Looks the, like a disciple. The Sheltari yes. stuff has just like ribs and studs and yep. gems on fucking everything. It's a very strong and unified aesthetic. As, as a side note, that is the one army at mission right now that hasn't sold out. You can get a battleship, you can get a starter, you can get the cruiser, you can get the frigates. Yeah, if you want to pl- if you want to play this game tomorrow... And you like Shiltari aesthetics, you can get it. Yeah, because I, I don't think that it's necessarily bad. I'd say it's probably the most unique and polarizing aesthetic. Yeah, huh. so that's the thing. I really I don't like their gates, and their ships look like bigger Big versions gates. of their gates. Yeah. So, I don't mind their their uh, battleship. It's the only one that I don't really despise. The diamond? Yeah. The diamond looks pretty sweet. I will say, like, I saw Jason's in person, and I think that they look a lot better. They do look better in person. In person. Like, it's like the Shaltari stuff is never photographed well. Yeah. Um, but, like, I like the look of your army for Drop Zone way better in person than any of the photos that I've seen in the books. Oh, well, thank you. I don't know if I'd go that far. I think they'll. I've just spent a lot of time on those walkers. Is about it. No, but like the models look better in person. Yeah, just like, like the it, GW. It, it helps you. You've done a good job painting them, but the models. I. I just think they look. It's like a lot of the the newer G Dub uh, plastic kits they're releasing for like Age of Sigmar or whatever else. And when you see them in person, they're when you amazing. first see those photos, you're like. Uh, I don't know, but you see it in person and it's fucking amazing. Okay, these models are better when they're not head to toe metallic. Yeah. Surprises. <laughs> yeah. Anyways point of the whole thing is I think everybody's pretty excited about Drop Fleet. Mm-hmm. Not me. 
Well, you will be once you're playing, uh, I don't know, some sort of mech warrior drop mech. Hi, Josh was talking about doing some dropships in Battletech map scale, so I might actually get dropships. <laughs> Sweet. There you go. All right. <laughs> Tom is kind of going wild. Tom, Tom gave you some eyes Remember, there, map so. scale, not mech scale. They'll be like a couple inches, not like a foot. They won't be, they won't be Thunderhawk size. Oh, I, got, I got your opener here, man. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. Next, next episode, we'll bring tequila. Either way, it's, okay. uh, it's really been great, and I guess this kind of segues into... I, I'm a little bit bitter... Uh, about Drop Fleet because I got into Drop Zone like a month before people started seeing their Kickstarters. For <laughs> yeah, Drop Fleet. Poor time. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so excited for Drop Zone, and everyone's like, fuck this. We're playing Drop Fleet. No, it's not. No, no Tom, I, I really want to play Drop Fleet right now. But that's uh, what I mean. Call it's, me it, back later, okay, man? <laughs> yeah, but that was kind of where everyone was at. So it was like when I bought Warhammer Fantasy and Dogs of War like a month before Six Head came out. And yeah, they never good. had a real army list ever again. Yeah, that was also really <laughs> stupid. That was a really good timing. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful army, though. <laughs> For what it's worth, like, I did the same thing with Wood Elves. I just had to wait, like, four years? Five? Ten? Twelve years? How 12 many years, years was it? Oh, it was fuck. 12. It wasn't five years. You're you're remembering this with some serious rose-colored Didn't glasses. you not get a sixth ed book? Didn't you have to wait till like, seventh? Yeah, I'd wait till seventh. Or was it the very last book in six? No, it was, no I think it was like the first or second. Oh, it might have been the very, very last. Because I think Either it was way, also immediately invalidated like, by six. I, I, fe- I feel the pain. But I did at least eventually get a book. They just completely ruined, retconned my entire army in the process. Hey, but true. Don't worry about it. Made you a bunch of I understand ruins. Dark Eldar had to also wait 12 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I'm going to, having not played a game yet, I'm going to immediately rate this system. I'm going to give it a four. And the only reason I'm not giving it a five... I haven't played a game yet. You guys are all assholes and haven't asked me to do a starting. Well, uh, how about this? Is hard. You have one. Yeah, ship no one's asked. Build. You have one ship. I have one ship. I can play a game. I did actually oh. say you should try playing, and you're like, "Fuck new rules." <laughs> so you can't. You can't say no one has asked you actually, to play. I don't it. think you can play the game with one ship. No, you can't, Steve. That's, That's the right. problem. <laughs> well, no, you could. You could try out the rules with one ship. I don't Tre- see why not. Trevor's got his UCM that you can try. Take well, first well. test spin. I'm sure so. Uh, anyway, being cheeky, I think it's still, it's still probably a five. I think I could give the rule set a five, but I, I understand the like the reason why resistance don't have a fleet. Oh, get over it! No, 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 that is fair. No, <laughs> I understand why they don't, but I'm fucking sorry. This this is a faction that people play and people love. Just fucking do it, like. I, or even give them an option in the uh, because what I think they could have done for sure is do an orbital defense fleet. You can't have battleships, one cruiser. It's a frigate army, and have like what they did with uh, Gothic, where you have fire ships, like some suicide rigged something. I have a Ramilly's class star fort, and that's my entire army. Fuck you. Oh, I, still oh, have, I have one. Of those. I have one. Don't worry, it's fine. But weird. like, they weren't your entire army. They're eight hundred fifty points. Or you know, even <laughs> even just say like, hey, we we're not gonna do this at launch because it. We didn't do it at launch for Drop Zone anyways. We're probably not going to make a fleet, but when we release cards, we're going to give you cards where you could be like an allied to Resistance. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think that's all they need to do. They don't even need a new fleet. Just some... Like, some just something. Throw, throw Resistance players bone. I always... It's one of my biggest pet peeves when, when manufacturers release armies and then treat them like a second-class citizen. Yeah. Especially because I always fucking play those armies. Well, maybe you should stop being so non-conformist. But they're always the prettiest! This is my problem. Like I pick, mm, but are they resistance, man? Resistance, pretty cool. But I'm gonna say you have a, a penchant for Alf. What is and orcs? I would say I would say your, your, your taste is maybe suspect. Your taste, you, yes, yeah, yes. you gravitate towards stuff that 
is dirty and unclean and not the prettiest. <laughs> that, that, I think, was pretty mean. <laughs> Have you The pirates in, in War Machine, how are they not one of the prettiest factions? I'm I'm not saying that they're they're not their aesthetic is not for everybody. I will give it I will give it that they they are a good looking model. I like I like the pirates, but you, it's or it's, the dwarves like they look great. I've, <laughs> I've, I've picked up dwarf models as well for War Machine. I'm not denying that at all, but like. I think that you are just, you gonna look me straight in the fucking eye and say Menoth models are no, better no. looking than fucking mercenaries? No, no I, I am not saying that. I'm not saying mm. that that style tends towards to be painted clean. You like to pick up armies and models and factions that you can paint dirty. But my war machine is painted clean. I'm just saying, typically. I've only started weathering in the last year. I was gonna say your war machine. Some of it's painted clean. Most like of your it's galleon. Clean. Two fucking models in the army are painted dirty. <laughs> and they are weathered. Painted dirty is not the right term. You're right. It is being self-defensive. But I think it's painted uh, weathered, which is a very different thing than necessarily dirty. But like, you a- can anyways, the, I think the point stands like it feels it feels <laughs> bad to like I bought into this game with this faction because I was like on the fence for the longest time about I didn't love the other ones, and then Dropfleet comes out, and they're like, yeah, Dropfleet's amazing, and then there's no resistance, which is, like, the aesthetic and vibe that I love. So that, for that reason alone, is why I would give this a four. Uh, which, for the record, I'm still giving it a four. Yeah, it's, I like it how we're arguing about a four versus a five, like it's 80% or 100. <laughs> there's no other option. That, no, it's, I understand. Yeah, but, like, fuck you, you get PHR in both. Like, you don't feel my pain. Uh, this, you should this, be like, it's a five, I this, fucking love it. This is what I feel for I'm you. I'm going to give it a six to invalidate his point. <laughs> I'm giving it a six just to counteract Tom's point. Don't Thank worry. You. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. that. We're good. The average is sustained. I have nothing invested in this game so I can be spiteful. <laughs> Ward? Uh, I'm giving it a six. I love the game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a five! You can't break it now. We've okay, broken the scale. It's five, been like three years now. Five, More than three years, maybe. Five. Don't fuck with tradition. Five. Oh, sure. Make Hobbit and Canada great again. Oh my Magma. god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm giving it a five. Uh, it's got a lot of like elements from a bunch of the different fleet games, like you mentioned, that are rolled into just a nice tidy package. It's a lot cleaner. Uh, it's got interesting dynamics for coming up with like your army list because of the mm-hmm. size of the battle groups as well as how the initiative system works for that. And we didn't even mention how amazing the scenario portion of it is where you're dropping shit down. Mike. Yes. Five. I had a feeling because you own all the armies. I own all of them. Except for Sheltari. <laughs> no, I own them too. Yeah. Just He's not got two double groups. of them. He's got two groups. I've got two groups. Do he owns literally everything. I have every faction as Do well. You? So I have, have we both have all factions. I, I bought... I went hard in on the Kickstarter. Uh, you know, you should just sell me the Sheltari. Because I really like the rules. And I'll just figure out some way to paint them. <laughs> we can maybe work something out. <laughs> and then I'll buy your UCM. No, I'm going to do up UCM as well. <laughs> okay. I don't think this is going to take me that long. And the Sheltari, <laughs> I think, are just going to get, like, full-on, like, blue and, like, dry brush, maybe, panel line. Like, it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> but who gives a fuck? Yeah. It's a fleet game. Like, yeah. They'll look good. They'll look yeah, fine. They'll look fine. Okay, anyways, moving on. So we're still talking about drop fleet. I was going to say, moving on is not really moving on in this case. <laughs> yeah, but I guess um, because it's a new game, uh, there's actually an Escalation League happening on a mission right now, which 
Yeah, the local Hawk Talent is running at Trevor. So thank you, Trevor. Uh, I gotta say it's been really great. Like the first meeting, there was ten players. This one had nine, including Trevor. Yep. And uh, except well, somebody, it, it would have had ten if Steve knew his dates. <laughs> so. You guys said they did two a month, one drop fleet and one drop zone, and I thought we had a week. Like, it would be two weeks later. So, like, here's the thing about it is uh, they're now – Trevor did finally post them all months in advance up on the on the, the Alberta Drop Zone Drop Fleet fans. Are you in that? Because yeah. okay. th- basically um, Mission promised two Sundays a month, one for each game. Not That's necessarily consecutive. Oh. Not necessarily consecutive or offsetting per se. It's He has two Sundays a month. And this way – it's at least guaranteed they'll never be canceled for like some kind of magic release event or whatever else. It might just get bumped around a bit. So yeah, when you you messaged me, I got a UCM fleet for you. I thought, oh, that's pretty early. Thanks, Mike. It's on the ball because you messaged that before the Sunday. Like, oh yeah, I brought, yeah, I brought. I the... thought you were a week ahead and you were oh. just super excited to get me to play drop fleet. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, I was just being nice awesome. and telling you I didn't forget I brought them, Steve. Good. Good. <laughs> that's Good. not my fault. Man. Yeah, no, that's on me, but that's okay. But point is, is the league's doing really, really well. And uh, the drop zone day was good. I'm assuming the drop fleet even better. Well, again, like we're running four or five tables. Yeah. Which, for a game that's effectively brand new, is quite impressive. Yeah. Yeah, so for every, sure. And, I mean, it's it's good because it is brand new. Everybody's learning the game at the same time, so... Oh, yeah, we're all just yelling at each other, like, who knows how to do this rule? And I've, I've noticed... It's a very supportive group of people learning the game. Yeah. I got to admit, like, it's... Both of my games have been great, other than, Mike cheating. Like... Oh, <laughs> really? Didn't you get the cheat the exact same way back at me, though? Well, yeah, but that's... So that, does that, that makes, just make misinterpreting rules, not cheating? Are you because, guys yeah. unsure how to play the game? I prefer <laughs> alternative facts. Oh, yeah, it is. It is we were both playing this. We were doing it wrong, but we both played it. Well, because we're learning, right? And yeah. it's But it's every game you get a little bit more of it down, and yeah. you're figuring it out. And it's... Uh, honestly, it's been a lot of fun. So you guys are now four games in? Two. Two games. Two games in, that's it. What, what point size? Uh, well, we've done 500 and 750. So next one's 999. This is important because that one point will send you from skirmish into clash, and we don't want to do that yet. Because that changes the number of battle groups you're available to. And what you can take in your battle. Yeah. Like right now, with 999, you cannot take a battleship. Yeah. Because you have to be at least I do remember that from clash. Dystopian when people would be like, let's play at the threshold where there's no dreadnoughts. Ooh. Seven dreadnoughts are so sweet. <laughs> yeah, so but I mean people are people are already working ahead for things like that. So I played against uh Chen Song on Sunday and he's already painting his battleship in preparation for the twelve two more months, right? Yeah. So, so just That's getting ready. Nothing wrong with that for Mine sure. Right? Ready too. And I gotta say one of the things that uh, to kind of bring it back to where I started with this conversation of being bitter about not being able to play Drop Zone. Oh, here we go again. Okay. No, one of the things that I have noticed is that more people playing Drop Fleet and talking about Drop Fleet and being interested in Drop Fleet means more people are talking about Drop Zone than they have been in a long oh, really? time. So really? So you're seeing a little bit of that interest rolling over? Yeah, there's uh, Mayday is now going to be hosting a Drop Zone event. Um, and that's just, I think, part of a uh, conversation that's happening, and people are interested and want to see more of those events popping up. 
Oh, yeah, and I mean, the thing is, I think a company's rule set that they uh, put out really influences an opinion of that company. Yep. Um, and frankly, Hawk is killing it. Like, our our game on the previous Saturday with yeah, Drop Zone was, is fantastic. I haven't played Drop Zone in a long time, and it's sort of, I, I, I remembered how good the game was, but it sort of was another reinforcement of this is a very solid rule set. With lots of great scenarios. Yeah. And Drop Fleet yeah. has just as many great scenarios as Drop Zone does. And my game on Drop Fleet was just like ours. It was down to turn yeah. six. The last round. Whatever happens on this dice roll wins. I've never Literally. I've <laughs> never played a game system where it's so back and forth. Where turn one, I have no, obviously no idea who's winning. Turn two, I think he is. Turn three, I think I am. Turn four, I think my opponent is. Like the game seesaws. And keeps you very engaged. I've never had a blowout. Huh? Yet. <laughs> Award, have you had a blowout? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I scored in every zone. <laughs> All of my zones were taken. Ooh. That's not good. Well, I killed his Hades as an afterthought. Oh. <laughs> I had never Ooh. played against... Uh, resistance before. So, so actually, that was a learning, learning experience. The Hades is... Uh, um, very like important it. to ignore. <laughs> I've learned. Yeah, and I did until everything else was dead. And I was like, "Well, okay." Wow, that's pretty savage. When we played, I was like, "I'm going to take out the Hades. I'm going to make a point of this. I'm playing Shaltari. They're the best." And I did like two points of damage, and he healed it all. And was like, "Thank God I have gates. Not going to be here anymore." Nope. <laughs> 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 playing for the scenario. <laughs> yeah, but I, I guess the really nice thing too is that. Uh, we're doing this Escalation League. It's getting people more comfortable with the rules. It's getting people out to the shop. They're actually bringing in stock. Yeah. Um, but because it is alternating with Drop Zone as well, there's actually a centralized place that people can go for Hawk War Games. Yeah. Yeah. That was the biggest thing is getting somebody to bring in. Oh, we don't want to bring it in. We don't want to take a chance. It's like, oh, come on. If you don't give it a chance, nobody else will. And That is the downside to these new yeah. systems is uh, the, the distribution. Um, I know Hawks has a bit of trouble with distribution in Canada. Um, Apparently, they've solved it. They've, they've got a, like a dedicated Canadian distributor now. That's fantastic. Do they? I thought they were Yeah, still- no, they got one at Gamma because there was so many people in Canada asking, like, how do we get your product? How do we get your product? Yeah. And one of the problems was that they did technically have a listed Canadian distributor, but they were a Canadian branch of an American company. Yeah. And oh, they yeah, stocked yeah, all right. of the Hawk War games in the American weird. one. So, so it took just as long to get out here. As well, one of the problems is that they didn't even stock everything at the American distributor, so they have to order it from the UK to the States, from the States to the Canadian distributor, and then from the Canadian distributor to So it's like full under Goldberg machine? Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Hot. Well, that's that's one of the things we're running into with, with Dark Age is getting um, uh, orders through Cool Mini because they seem to have some trouble with supply chains as well. Um, but otherwise... You know that that really sort of puts a damper on it, where you're like, oh, this game's awesome. You're running a demo game. You have something going on at a store or a local tournament. Where can I get these models? Well, it's three weeks away. That cools off that initial uh, impulse buy. This game was awesome. It turns into a, I already play a few other games. Do I need this? Yep. You know. But I, in Mission's defense, I will say that they're, they're working really hard. Like they've gotten yeah. three or four orders in now. Yeah, it within a month. And frankly, there was six months. weeks. Their drops. No, it's been six. Was, it's been a month. Really, was because fantastic. I only 
paid. This will be paid this third one, maybe six weeks. Okay, yeah. Starter sets are key for sure, especially getting new new people in. Oh, yeah. and, and and we are impulse buyers for sure, right? So oh, yeah. if it's not there, you're not gonna something get it. else will catch your eye, and you'll buy that instead. Yeah, yeah, and I, and bringing it back to the Escalation League. I want to give a shout out to Trevor. We roll in there. He's already there ahead of time. The tables yeah. are set up, ready to go. Dude's passionate about drop down. Yeah, but like one of those, one of the problems that I've I've noticed before is like some of the stores that don't have dedicated gaming spaces for tabletop miniatures. You have to go there. You have to set up your terrain before yep. you get to play. Yep. So you're there. Uh, your game's two hours, but you're involved for three or four. And it takes effort. And Trevor's taking all of that effort out. Like, yeah. I just roll in and play. It's great. Yeah, like, he's got stuff prepped. He's got the scenario set up on the, the board. He's got cutouts for the space stations uh, yeah. to fight over. And, yeah. The other thing that I will say that is a tractor for drop zone is the amount of train required. So you cannot uh, give him enough shout-out to bringing all that stuff for uh, a game day. Yeah. Like, to put four tables out for just a... Sunday shop gaming uh, event is a huge amount of transport. Oh yeah, you do it for oh, a tournament. Drop, drop zone, drop zone. zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of terrain. Yeah, I so think I think the only tournament that would require more terrain would be Infinity. Yeah, and that's that's questionable. Um, just the size or Malifaux. The biggest difference being like that card terrain does transport pretty easily. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, my point is is having a good. Um, Hawk Talon or, or uh, henchman or whatever that uh, person is for that community is huge. Yeah, and he's he's nailing it. The league's a lot of fun, and like most of us are joking about the fact that it's like a competitive league with points for wins and there's prizes. At oh, the is end. there? And we're all just like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Am I winning? Drop no. If you play no, Shaltari, no, no. Drop Fleet has the winning stuff. If, Damn it! If you play Shaltari, you're only against Jason for. Oh yeah, yeah. And he, he only is. showed up for one day. He's the only Shaltari player. And okay. you can get this Shaltari medallion. Oh, a medallion. Yeah. Does it also have a stripper name? Probably. <laughs> Candy. Oh, I would. He's very interested. In that. Chastity. The medallion's name is Chastity. If you weren't sure, all of the Shaltari ships are very much sound like strippers. Well, they're just gems, right? They're gems, so it's diamond. Jade. Jade. <laughs> Although, I don't think opal really counts, but whatever. Turquoise. Yeah, I feel like we're recycling jokes at this point. Yeah, I, think, this, I yeah. think these were... Uh, yeah, I think we've made the opal so. joke before. Yeah, for sure. Maybe a really old stripper. I'm just ringing everybody's phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's sort of like when we hear you talk about okay, so I don't know. So I only attended last week. So did they base the pairings on yes. people that won the first few weeks? Yeah, yeah if you absolutely. won, you were playing somebody else that won. Yeah. So at first, I was a little bit chaffed because I'm like, I wanted to, ch- I wanted to throw the gauntlet down against somebody. Yeah. Um, but it is nice that he's making sure that there's equal opportunity. For someone, so it's not just like a great player's play, just continually playing as people that lost, yeah. just to rack up points. So no, that's true. And then, um, what do you guys feel about the points jump uh, every month? Uh, is it an, an achievable goal or? Oh, absolutely. yeah, it's like four chips. <laughs> if that, if that, we don't all play PHR. It's true. Oh, yours is super expensive. Uh, not super expensive, but more expensive. But well, but the other thing too is that like can, we're not. I can paint up two cruisers, and that would be pretty much equal to the the two hundred fifty point growth. All so, right. Yeah. 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 
right? Yeah, I don't trying know, to think about it's 999 not. points and how I'm going to fit this in with Mass Effect. That's the, that's the key point here. <laughs> <laughs> um, do the Shaltari because you don't give a fuck how you paint them. Yeah. Do you guys want to come over and like have a sponge party? <laughs> sponge party. I've been waiting so long for you to ask that, oh, Steven. Oh, oh. We'll just literally, instead of using paintbrushes, use only sponges on ships. I've done that with terrain, never with an army. <laughs> well, I think I think you'd want to airbrush the base coat. Oh, for sure. But the dry brush? We don't need to use brushes where we're going. <laughs> where we're going, we don't need brushes. <laughs> Painting details with sponges. That's next level shit. Yeah, I'm in. Okay, let's do this. Just the corner of a sponge for gems. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See if you like, can do it in one fell swipe. <laughs> Use the GW gem painting technique. Oh, perfect! Oh. Silver first, and then the, the fucking then just garbage Then squeeze gem. out the fucking oh. ink out of the sponge. Oh, that's perfect. Let's oh, do this. Man. And then you can paint the metallics just like just like the privateer press method. I don't know the privateer press method. Super glue. Okay, if anyone hasn't seen what? it, it was it was part of the it was super glue. <laughs> no, just just go watch the video. It was and released. Sparkles. So many sparkles. Oh, it's April Fools. Oh, oh yeah, it was Good. released okay. on Saturday. I was very confused when you said super glue. I was like, how do you paint with glue, Mike? <laughs> well, it. It starts out, like, seems pretty serious, and it's, like, super, like, it's a new product they've released, a new technique for painting metallics, and they, it's like, it's, it starts out almost legit, yes. and then goes dramatically not legit, so it's just full watch it. it's, okay. it's great. We should paint the Shaltari that way. Like, honestly, it, it's kind of creepy how, how strongly the new painting videos remind me of the current G-Dub community kind of stuff. Where it's that real sense of humor approach. Yeah. And uh, so maybe... He didn't do two thin coats, though. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> oh, God. Their two thin coats montage two thin, was fantastic. Two thin, clo- two thin coats of super glue and sparkles. <laughs> 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 Gotta get good coverage without going on thick. Uh, no, honestly, that, uh, yeah. that The uh, Citadel water was amazing. I didn't see that either. What? Whoa. How did I, you not see I that? I turned off the internet on April Fools because I I get oh dude, I it's amazing. <laughs> it's Citadel. It's like, I believe things. It's like W A R like apostrophe T E R, and it's just like a bottle of water, but it's like some Himalayan amazing like ultimate. Oh, I love painting water. Oh, it's so good. Rumor has it you only have to paint one point five coats. It's that good. Yeah, he actually makes a joke. It's one point five coats <laughs> instead of two coats. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that really makes me super happy. It was really good. All right, I guess we should move on. The league sounds like it's going fantastic. Yeah, and I come check it out. Come uh, check it out. If, uh, Trevor's Trevor's there. He'll be able to show you uh, some demos. If he's got some. Time That's the other thing is Trevor's been really open to running demos for Drop Zone or Drop Fleet. So if you join on to the Alberta Drop Zone and Drop Fleet fan page, I think it Facebook page. Yeah, we just start calling it Drop Noun. We might just rename it. Yeah. Dropping. Alberta Drop Noun. Alberta Droppings. <laughs> Alberta Drop Noun Club of Alberta. Oh. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> anyway, so c- check it out. Uh, come out. You can get a demo for Drop Zone or Drop Fleet. Um, and all of the dates for the events are posted because it's not just every two weeks anymore. So It's alternating. Yeah. We even have them uh, on our uh, Facebook page as well. So 
take a it's look true. and scroll down, and uh, you'll be able to see when the event is. Get your eyeballs and, on our face balls. And how many points. Yeah, because if you'd actually checked our Facebook, you would have realized Shut it was it, Mike. Okay, sorry. Shut <laughs> it. I know now. But I Steve doesn't it. Facebook. I actually had nothing to do on Sunday and would have totally gone. That would have been sweet. And you would have made us an even It number. was so much fun, Steve. I mean, I understand. I'm sorry you couldn't make it. Yeah, I'm actually legitimately not happy about this. <laughs> and we also figured out those original Joes right there as well instead of oh, yeah. these. What? And so yeah. we had brunch beforehand. Yeah. Fuck, you guys suck. I had breakfast tacos. It was actually really good. <laughs> their, their smashed potatoes were... Yeah, the smashed wow. potatoes were amazing. Yeah. Oh. It was smash browns. But uh, it's okay because uh, you're busy doing nothing, 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 nice. nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so no, it was really good. Played some drop fleet, had some great brunch. For a guy on the bar. <laughs> and they did a real spicy Caesar. You know what oh, I'm yeah, talking about? I know what you mean. Got it. I got some exotic. Gotta get some space hops. Fucking useless quests. Oh, yeah, I did that. That took me a minute. Holy smokes. As the nonsense has hit critical mass. What's critical mass effect? Um. Well, why, let's just. We actually. I don't think we've ever really done this before. We don't talk about rumors very often. No. Uh, we normally try really hard to stick to, like, severe, concrete news. Totally but fuck an it. asshole. The, well, I, I think it's actually fair to say <laughs> that the rumors have been so accurate that they're pretty much not rumors. And it was directly from a press release. Yeah. So. <laughs> what we're talking about is 8th edition for Warhammer 40K. Yeah. I figured Steve was going to say it. He's like, we get to talk about 40K! Well, I, no, you know, honestly, I am actually super excited about this. Because, to be honest, 40K is losing a bit of its shine uh, in sort of comparison to all the other fantastic game systems out there. Yeah. Well, uh, you did mention possibly next LVO to bring some uh, different armies. I dropped them. I threatened last year that I wasn't going to do 40K. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'm a little more serious this year. Whether or not that happens, I don't know. I have my 30k fists, which is the thing that might keep me playing 40, 40k, is to play Games Workshop games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that'd be basically all I would do, is I would go down for the Horus Heresy tournament. I think, um, unless 8th edition is as good as it sounds. So anybody that hasn't uh, paid attention to the internet, um, GW... Uh, had a press release at Gamma about what they're doing with uh, the upcoming rule set. And the big thing is they're listening to their fans. It sounds like a lot of the feedback specifically from uh, guys that run the LVO uh, and Nova and that kind of thing, like the bigger tournaments, those players' voices are, are making it into this new rule set. So some of the concerns that they have around the game and Not how... Not enough 2 plus re-rollable involves. Well, that's something that they all hate. They despise that. Like, they've facked all that out. Like, if it's a 2-plus rollable, it has to be a 2-plus 4-plus, because otherwise, that's unenjoyable. Nobody has fun, right? Ain't nobody um, got time for that. No, so uh, the the main core rumors that sort of came out of this is there's going to be a reintroduction of movement values into the game, so not everybody moving 6 inches. So uh, an Eldar will be faster than a Space Marine. Yeah, so it's not all 6 inches. We got a bit more of, like, a, a natural variation. Yeah, which Age of Sigmar has, so that kind of makes sense bringing in a line there. Um, and yeah, I know you're smiling about Age of 
AOSification, as they call it, but that's not a bad thing. I was smiling about the inherent dick joke. What are you talking about? Oh, I didn't know what you're talking about. Okay, never mind then. I didn't pick up on that at all. I thought you were talking about how everybody's like they're uh, Age of Sigmaring it. Oh, I assume that Steve was just happy that his elder are going to exceed six inches. (laughs) (laughs) They're very slender, though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pro tip. (laughs) So, (laughs) movement values are coming back. Uh, Strength of a weapon is going to affect uh, armor saves or something along those lines, so not just necessarily having strength whatever it's not all or nothing AP system yeah so that however that ends up working I I don't know but that's something everybody's clamored for that and that's something like for example in um, like some of the weapons have like I don't know like a Laz cannon has like a minus 7 save mod in Shadow War Armageddon or something like that like They have those crazy modified um, armor I f- saves. I feel like orc players will enjoy that because I'm sure the choppa will get some uh, some love in that. Respect. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like the choppa being AP four, cool. So it kills dire avengers without an armor save in close combat. Like that's not amazing. If it was a minus one to a marine save, suddenly that becomes actually I think worth something. Or terminators yep. making saves on a three plus that kind of thing, right? Um, and then the the one that I am the most excited for that I think on its own would pretty much fix a lot of the concerns around assault is when you charge, you strike first. So all of those units that currently have, uh, you know, everybody talks about, like, they don't have assault grenades. How the fuck would they ever work? Like, Incubi, where they charge through terrain and just die, uh, suddenly they become a little more uh, viable. When you have, you know, an Imperial Knight charges a Wraith Knight, Wraith Knights are Initiative 5, so they just swing first with their, their D-weapon and kill your Imperial Knight. Suddenly that maneuvering becomes important. Whoever gets the charge is probably going to kill the other guy. So there's, there's some setup to that. It's not just a foregone conclusion. And the thing that I am by far the most excited about is my Carnifexes will be able to swing first once when they charge. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and <laughs> honestly, going initiative two. what I find is really funny, and I'm going to sound so horrible when I say this, but these are all things that back when I played 40K, I wanted to see. Every single one of these changes were things, like, back even when I was playing 3rd and 4th ed, that I was like, why the fuck are these not in the game? Because I was playing a lot of 6th ed fantasy at the time. And when you charge first. you would charge first, yeah. Yeah. You'd go first when you charge. The strength mod, I never understood the AP system. Like, I I understood how it worked. (laughs) But it always felt like the dumbest fucking system ever. I agree. The all or nothing, like a plasma gun versus a crack missile launcher for a Terminator doing nothing. Yeah, getting your two plus save against a crack missile always irked me. Yeah, like, I understand getting a save, because in the the fluff, like, Terminators, when they're running through a hail of fire, sometimes get hit by missiles, and they, like, shrug them off. But that's, like, an epic moment, not a common occurrence. Yeah. Right? And then also, back in 6th then, when you had all of the the fairly, really solid gradient of movement values and having it really impact the game was fantastic. Yeah, and with that, I've also, I'm assuming somehow maybe playing into the charge situation or at least setting up your charge with the movement value. I'd be, honestly, from the sounds of it, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, like, your movement value plus 1d6 or your mm. movement value plus 2d6 or yeah. whatever. And now that's that's complete speculation, but I like that idea because now you're, you know, guaranteed a certain minimum distance. Like, let's say a Carnifex's move is 4. I know that my minimum charge is going to be a 4. Whereas, right now, it could be a 2. <laughs> and when you have expensive units of Carnifexes that do impact hits... Carnify? Sure, let's go with that. Right. Um, but don't they have move through cover being monstrous creatures? 
Oh, they do, but there's their See, minimum, I know my forty k. Their minimum charge distance is still a two. Like if yeah. they or if they are charging through cover, it would actually be a four inch charge. They could fail. Um, so my point is, if they had some sort of um, you know way you can set up that move, guarantee that distance, and then also swing first, it would make a lot of those assault units so much more viable and make salt a lot more scary. Because right now you charge in two Carnifex into unit Terminators, they're dead before they, they really do anything. Yeah. Right? Like, their impact hits uh, aren't that scary. Like, yeah, they're strength nine. They'll punch through some vehicles. But no save modifier. No save modifier. <laughs> so, yeah, great. Strength nine. Fantastic. You get your two plus or your three plus. So they don't do anything, and then whatever non-strike glass weapon, it just murders them. Yeah. Right? So I'm, I'm excited to see that, that happen. Um, and yeah. you know what? All of a sudden, things like Dreadnoughts become more viable. And you know what? I would not be surprised at all if Dreadnoughts go to a monstrous creature stat line. Because the worst thing about a Dreadnought is when they get immobilized. You know what, dude? We've had that conversation on this podcast before. I would fucking love that. Yeah, I, I, you know, in all honesty, I we sort of joked about the like how much they're going to Age of Sigmar 40k. And what I hope they do is they Age of Sigmar the rule set a little bit in the way they sort of... Age of Sigmar, when it was initially launched, was a bit of a flop in my books. It was a flop in your books. Yeah, it was. You're it right. was the Ravening Horde-style, like, weird, not-serious army list that threw a lot of people off, for sure. But it was also a necessary hard reboot. Well, that that's not the thing that I think was the problem. The problem was they didn't have the General's Compendium. The right, General's right Compendium. Right the get-go, yeah. Or Handbook, I guess they call it. Uh, with... Like some people a point do, system. Some people do want to play competitively. Yeah. You know? And they want to know sort of a framework to build an army to bring to a competitive system. Like if drop, They might not even be competitive, but they want to have a balanced yeah. force so it's more of a fun game instead of a one sided. It's a framework. It's, 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 yeah, yeah, it's not whoever has the most money wins. Yeah. Right? So. Um I don't think anybody wants to play games where bring as many Wraith Knights as you want. Like Unbound, it seems dumb. You know, it's great for learner games or for a particular scenario thing that you're or setting drinking up. drinking shits and giggles, but yeah, anything sure, yeah. else is... Yeah. A, having a bit of a framework to construct your games in is good. Um, but the rule set for Age of Sigmar, where I'm going with this, is a good, slimmed-down version. And one of the things they do is monsters get worse as they take wounds. Why can't vehicles and monstrous creatures work on the same principle? Right? Like... Instead of having a random effect, like, oh, when a land raider takes damage, it gets immobilized. Maybe that's an effect when it gets down to, I don't know, two hull points left out of its initial ten, right? Like, you can apply that Age of Sigmar degradation of ability. Or, or its max speed goes down rather than being fully immobilized. Sure. Like, no. it loses an inch every time it takes a wound or whatever. What? Yeah, what I'm trying to say is that... that well, they could just make it full steam tank and it can, like, blow itself up. Steam tanks were always so much fun. <laughs> oh, you're talking Empire Steam Tank. I was yeah. like, what 40k tank is steam powered? <laughs> no, I'm just having all my, of them. I'm just having my epiphany moments of some of the hilariously complicated steam tank rules yes. from back in the day. Oh, <laughs> how many steam points are going to spend for going forward versus shooting the cannon? Yeah, they never found a way to simplify that properly. No, it was brutal. It was insane playing with the steam <laughs> tank. Yeah, there's cool, eventually though. we get to that point where you're like, I can't risk doing anything because I'll kill myself. I'll just shoot my little flame template and hope something gets in range. Yeah, well, the steam template that just ignores armor, but it's like strength two. It scalds some guys a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> was there also a rumor of uh, them getting rid of allies completely, I thought? 
Uh, no. But they were talking about incentivizing yes. themed lists. And they didn't really get into what that would look like, but, like, some kind of... There's speculation of maybe a bonus to points, which I, I fucking hate that idea, because that just means buying more shit. Yeah, which is um, which is GW's model still. Like, you look at yeah. the way demons work, it's all about summoning in free shit and how your summoning pool works. But... Again, Age of Sigmar is a good thing to look at. Like in with summoning an Age of Sigmar, you buy them at a cost from your army. So they're I think they're half cost. Mike, you would know better than me. For which kids right? summoning in Age Oh no, you have to pay the full amount. You is just have full? to have it on your sideboard. It just allows you to place them anywhere on the board is what it, it yes. makes them into drop troops. Yeah. Okay. But it also I thought you got a discount at all, but I, I don't know. No, no discount. Sigmar. But you can take you can if you're allowed to summon something and you have a large range of what you can summon, you don't have to say, Oh, it's gonna be this. It's gonna be pink horse, it's gonna be blue horse. Oh, so you can say oh. I have three hundred points of allies, but it could you be You don't have yeah, but whatever you're allowed to summon uh, could even oh, be a bow. Do that, right? So you can you can have and like, it also places it in the board wherever they are. Usually. So one game it could all be shitty nerdlings, and the next game it could be a bloodthirst. So it's a yes. full-on sideboard mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. As long as that wizard is able to summon that kind of Very creature, cool. you're good. I like that. So I think that if if they do that with 40k, that fixes a lot of the issues with demons. Um, which is a good thing. Like, I mean, anytime you bring some of that balance to a game where you can't just have crazy summoned in stuff, allies for whatever reason, if they if they started sort of enforcing or incentivizing like single source fluff armies, that's awesome in my mind. Get or rid of the like, super friends. Or if it was even like the only way to get a special character is to not take allies. Like, there's a lot of ways they could approach yeah. that to prevent some of the complete over-the-top shenanigans. Yeah. And I, I really, I think everybody's been clamoring for, and I really hope that they are listening to this, is Battle Brothers, where you can join another unit, is the dumbest thing. Um, that, that to me, is, an, is super low-hanging fruit that they can easily yeah. knock out with a new rule set and just say you can't join their units. Especially because it's fucking arbitrary. Like, mm-hmm. why is it that Space Marines, that are arguably already better than Chaos Marines, can ally with half of the codexes out there, whereas Chaos Marines can't with yeah. anyone? they don't have the demon rules so they can't ally unnecessarily with demons or whatever else they can't join those units but the other thing that's good too is it, it maintains a lot of the codices are fantastically balanced internally they get broken when you start adding like Azriel into a guard blob or, or whatever else or freezing wolves well and that's just it there's so many fucking imperial books that yeah. you have to then try and balance them all in the context and of every of other imperial one. suit, and that's yeah. impossible and with so many special rules being if one model in the squad has it they all have it like yeah. yeah, that's a problem. And that would be great if they could actually streamline, uh, you know, the the special rules. Like, um, for example, like Zealot gives you the equivalent of Fearless, but you're not Fearless. That's an important thing for a lot of the, like, the Dark Eldar fear bombs. Zealot models are still affected by that, even though they have the wording of Fearless. The weapons from the Dark Eldar Codex only apply to models with Fearless, so therefore Zealot is not that, even though oh, it weird. has the exact copied paragraph. Right? Like, the the mental hoops you can jump through playing 40k are unenjoyable, and nobody wants that, so simplifying it again to an Age of Sigmar, here's your six pages, each unit does its own thing. Whether or not, you know, your soul fright on your Dark Eldar units just cause wounds or mortal wounds or however that works, that's a good thing. It's just make it work, make it usable, but don't, you know, have it rely on tricks with wording kind of thing, right? That's yeah. what makes people or <clears throat> not enjoy a game. And make it so you don't have to buy, like, four books to play the fucking game. Online Only rules. four? 
online rules. I, I hope they go that way. Because, yeah, you're right. Like, my LVO army had uh, five books. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because I had uh, Space Marines, the Angels of Death for the Skyhammer. I had Imperial Knights. Uh, then I had the um, Skatari one. So I guess it would have been four. Four plus the rule books. I had five books. I had my, my army actually weighed less than my rule books <laughs> for flying by quite a bit. That is so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Like, it's dumb. And if I decided to throw Belisarius Call into my um, cohort, uh, that would have been the fifth book. That's where I was going with that. That's not ridiculous at all. No. No. It seems completely reasonable. And there's, like, you can even go more. Like, you could have done a formation with the knights out of another book. So there's six. Like, yay! Six books to play an army. Thousands of pages. Yeah, probably it's pushing a dollars. Yeah, simplifying that would be so nice. So nice for sure. Oh yeah. So well yeah, each edition of, of 40k I've spent thousands of dollars on books. And I don't think I've read a lot of the fluff through them. There's some of them that I like, but why would I like it's not great. You know what I mean? So if you release the rules online and people only have to pick up the campaign books that have the cool background. Um, like the Triumvirate books have done, or the... Uh, um well, what they do to the Age of Sigmar, which is really nice, is you can go, and they have the app, yeah. and all of the like basic rules are free in there, but then if you want, you can either buy books worth of rules, so it'd be, let's say, $30, and you have every rule from that book that was released, or you, pay you spend good. like $5, which is not as good of a deal per, but if you only need the one thing out of that book... You spend the five bucks and it's available. And I have no problem paying people for their work product. Like, I, I understand yeah. how much time these GW designers are putting into it and how much, you know, graphic design is not a simple thing. Like, I have no problem paying for rules. It's when I have to spend $60 for one page. That's what sucks. And then you have to carry right. around that, yeah. like, 100 pages yeah. for one page. Yeah. You can just rip the page out of the book. You could, but that your book the books are nice. Like that's my <laughs> point is release those books. You don't have to do as big a production runs, which really cuts a lot of cost. Release them more as an online app or or whatever in the main rules and then do campaign books. People want those campaign books like they sell it all the time. It's not an issue of the rules in them. Like people like them. Um, so I, I think that just makes a lot more sense for everybody involved. Doesn't make people upset having to buy books, and it also reduces GW's cost, right? So, anyways, the whole thing is is eighth edition so far sounds like again GW's heading in the right direction. They're not um, they're not the same company when seventh dropped. Yeah, I think like for me being a guy that doesn't play a lot of 40k right now, I'm still a little bit leery because it sounds like. No matter what they do, it's still going to be the crazy scope that it currently is, and there's no way they can change that. But because there's still going to be a lot of people like I like that. Yeah, which is just why it's not the game for me. Yeah, I just had a very sad moment of thinking all of the dollar of amounts of all my Forge World uh, like Horus Heresy books. Oh yeah, don't do that. Those are those make codices look like tame. I started doing the the number one mistake with Forge World, which is never do the math. I started doing Doing the math math in my head. I'm like, no, no. They're, they're still coming out with book seven, like, whatever, they're, or whatever book eight they're on next. Yeah. Like, 
Oh, that's a lot of books. That's a lot of books that I own, and they were fucking expensive. Well, when I was down in Vegas, I was going to buy the Mechanicum Tegmata army list, and then I was like, oh, I could buy this book, or I could buy my Thanatar, because they're the same price. I feel like it was like, or I could think about how much I spent for my round-trip plane ticket. Yeah, the book was crazy expensive. Like, I could not believe that that's how much they were charging for that army list. Yeah, well over $100. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, hopefully we'll find out a little bit more um, over the next few months as to more specifics about what Eighth Edition 40K is going to be like. Well, I'm hoping that it just sort of brings some of the old players back in because a lot of people's biggest complaint is what the fuck is going on with these rules? I can't keep up because I can't afford to buy the books, and I don't want to play against some allied soup garbage. I want to play a cat. I want to play 40k the way it used to be played a and force make that still chart. work. A force order chart. Yeah, and and, so, and make yeah. it competitive. Yeah. Like where it still is playable army. Yeah, because I guess that's, to, to use some of the buzzwords and stuff, like it's, I don't know, like 40k is not like a perfect information game in a lot of ways, but like by hiding all the rules among so many other books that people don't want to buy 30 different books to stay in touch with the edition... Yeah, you're, you're setting up a lot of those stupid moments of, I didn't know that's exactly how that rules interaction worked, and now I'm fucked. Yeah. Like, it is a really stupid way to determine who wins and loses a game, and it's, yeah, you're right, you, you can't keep up with that with a book almost every month. And yeah. Well, I know, I, I guarantee you that if, if there was still a viable uh, army list that somebody built in 5th, and by somebody I'm talking about Mike, because Mike has a ton of 40k, and mm-hmm. I know you don't play any of it anymore, but if those lists were still competitive... We probably play a game once in a while. Yeah, probably. I just it's, but it's so not competitive. Yeah, but it's 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 all I, most of the stuff I have is themed. Yep. I won't lie. I don't really have a competitive forty k army. I never did it that way. It was this is the way it's done. This is the fluff, and yeah, I got this, and this is all much fun. I get I killed most of the time, or whatever. But now it's like. I got to move two models and you killed everything. All right, um, yeah, that was fun. I can do uh, more fun things with my time than yes. other game systems no. where I can interact and yeah. still build those fluffy lists. Yeah. And that's right. really the problem is, like, <clears throat> anyone that liked playing it when you played an army, like, mm. whatever the codex was, you played Guard, you played Orcs, you played Chaos, whatever, you, sure, there might be a formation somewhere where you can still play that, but against a lot of those, like, hardcore players... Yeah, at best, you're a spoiler list. At best. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, think about, like, I, my Dark Eldar are completely not playable. No matter however I build them, whatever way I want, a pure Dark Eldar list cannot be played. At, it will never win. Zero chance. And that's fucked. Yeah. Yeah, the only way to do it is with some sort of bizarre allied combo. And maybe then... With some sprinkling of some Forge World, you can you can do you can win a few games at the at a competitive yeah. tournament. That's that is Pathetic. a good, that is a good chunk. Why it doesn't? And it felt to me the community got too competitive for me, and I wasn't yeah. enjoying it anymore. So, well, tell me about your Dark Eldar list. You have more Dark Eldar than I do. Yeah, I do. I yeah. You know, like I, I totally understand it. It's so again. I think Eight Dead is going to be super positive, provided they continue with this outlook of. There's other people out there in the world that are competing with us for market share. We need to make people happy. No, no I understand. I'll be honest. I'm not going to jump all over it. I'm not going to get excited. I'm going to take that. Uh, I'm going to wait and see. Yeah, but that's <laughs> what you did with Age of Sigmar. Yeah, I did. And now you're Actually, excited to be about honest, it. you were a lot more against Age yeah, of Sigmar. Yeah, no, I was because they, yeah. they did a lot of it. They did so, it badly, though. Very sloppy and yo, yo. almost insulting. That's That's... 
That was the bad thing. Well, they hard reset and waited six months to a year to fix it, right? Yeah. But anyways, I did give it a chance after that. But, like I said, now I'm just... I'll wait. I'll see. Yeah. It takes a while to win your your trust back, back, especially when you're talking about that kind of money you've spent and not used it for five years, ten years since the last time you seriously played 40K. Five or six. Six or seven, I think, isn't it? Yeah, coming up on ten years, which is a long time. Anyways, I'm excited. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it sounds promising. Wardo, what's coming up? We have some events coming up. Uh, so the first one on the docket here, uh, end of April, April 28th, is GrazCon uh, down in Red Deer at the Westerner Park uh, Center. Uh, it's going to be War Machine. It's going to be Hordes. It's going to be Guild Ball. It's going to be Infinity, um, as well as, hang on, I got all my information somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you seem pretty prepared for a second. Like, yes, yeah, that's the word I use. Oh, there's a casual drop zone day before that too. I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah, because it's in two weeks, isn't it? And then it's six weeks for the. Oh yeah. Oh, so okay, so not this coming Sunday, so I don't screw this up. The one after. One One after after is casual drop zone. I will be there for casual drop zone. What if I want also also Ninth Age and uh, Blood Bowl, and the three color three color minimum painting competition. Edmonton Painters, please come out and save my ass from doing something stupid. This is us still oh, talking I about Oh, I am so going to watch from the... I mean, yeah. It was super I'm going to bring out a model. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually pretty excited. I'm hoping that, that Kickstarter shows up there you go. in a week somehow. When it probably will show up next year. May 6th is May Day. Uh, location is still uh, up in the air right now. Uh, we'll get some more details for that. Uh, but there will be a drop zone tournament. Um uh, in attendance. felt in like a, there was a joke coming about it's Mayday and it's up in the air, but not for long. Oh, oh. Mm, I thought there was gonna, a joke coming there. It's gonna I gave you too much credit. It's a play. Yeah, you did. Crash. You did. Sorry, yeah, I was thinking crash. about that. Uh, but Mayday typically <laughs> does like a whole bunch of different like board games as well as miniature yeah. games that... Uh, and usually role-playing too. People will host, and uh, when you sign up, you just sign up for corresponding events that uh, fit into your time slots, so you can play all weekend if you so choose. Yeah, I kind of want to do that. Uh, May 13th uh, is the GWNG Brawler, which has uh, two big events going on, the 40K Captains Tournament, uh, so it's going to have multiple... Um, thanks, Mike. You sure. just totally distracted me. <laughs> uh, it's going to have uh, multiple teams, up to eight teams of four people uh, playing 40K. Uh, no faction within your team can be the same. And Ooh, there's also yeah, and then there's also an Age of Sigmar uh, tournament or event at the same time on the 13th of May. I want to say that Captain's event sounds super awesome. Actually, I really want to do that. Also on May 13th is the Leduc Food Bank charity event for X-Wing. Uh, it's in the Games Collective Store in Leduc. Uh, I believe it's only a $10 entrance fee, and all proceeds are going to go to the local food bank. Nice. Uh, let's finish rounding off May. We got three more events. We've got uh, the Draw Fleet Escalation League Week Three, or sorry, Month Three, uh, at Mission Fun Again's St. Albert. Uh, it's going to be nine hundred ninety-nine points, like we talked about. Uh, you will be required for a five-dollar drop-in fee, which will go towards your future purchases. Yeah. So yes, so it's not really a drop-in fee. It's just you have to pay five dollars worth of product today. You yeah. can also yeah spend it that exact same day. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like I can buy some chips and such, or you just wait for a blister pack later on. 
which is absolutely possible. Uh, May 20th is the Thunderground uh, Steamroller number three at Thunderground Comics. Uh, 75-point Steamroller um, at Roy's store there in St. Albert. Uh, May 27th, For the Children, year three. Nice. Uh, so this event is a fundraiser for a park at the St. Uh, Lima School in, in Calgary. Uh, they're going to be playing Warhammer 40K, Warhammer 30K, Age of Sigmar, Guild Ball, and War Machine Hordes. Uh, there are going to be some auction items going on, t- including two fully painted armies, and it is a $20 entrance fee. Uh, are we going to get drunk again? Uh, right now I'm feeling like we should do this. We skipped. I skipped last year. Yeah, we both did. So we should we should do that again. That was fun. <laughs> okay, works for me. There you go. Although you I don't want to sleep on a on a foamy child's like what I don't know what are those gymnastic mats? Like maybe not. Maybe a little less drunk is my point. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not gonna go to that shitty club because it's closed now. Oh, yeah, so. That's true. We won't have to go there. Uh, and we do we do have a location as well for May Day. It's going to be Saturday, May 6th at the Grandin Clubhouse uh, in St. Albert. Uh, so it's going to be running from 9 to 9, and advanced re- registration is recommended since space is limited. And there is no fee to attend May Day 2017. Really? Hmm. Uh, they do encourage you to bring an item for the food bank, however. Wow. Oh, fuck I- yeah. Or items. That's fantastic. So, yeah. I'm so going to be there for Drop Zone. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Drop Zone, too. Yeah. There you go. Thanks, Mike. Especially now that I know it's a food bank event, that's way better. Yep. Yeah, and I have way more Drop Zone than I expected, so I should use it more often. Right? Yeah. And like you said, it's a lot of fun. Mostly because leopards are fucking awesome. I hate those things. Especially when you have them in units of two. I really hate those things. Oh, leopards. Leopards. Dan, leopards with a panther. Tell, sure. me, tell me you don't agree. I'm just assuming a leopard dropship full of panther battle mechs. Uh, That's a thing? Could be. <laughs> It'd be a waste of a dropship. Wait, the actual... Oh, I don't... You're I'm listening upset. to... I'm very Dan. upset right now. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's talking about... I'm crossing yeah. the streams, bro. You win, you always do... All right, I guess we should. Uh, also, just uh, just so you, everybody knows, uh, you might have seen it on the uh, Facebook page already that we have been posting all the events coming up. So if you'd like your event posted uh, for information and details to get it out to other players, uh, let us know. We can throw it up on the website. And just to clarify, this is not to confuse anybody about the, the game systems because we are not running any of these. This is basically just another avenue of promotion. So, yeah, just so you know. We're trying to get more people out to these events, get more community going. That's the whole plan. Absolutely. Yay. <laughs> you look confused <laughs> by what we're doing. He's Do distracted. He's watching hockey. Yeah, we're watching hockey. We're not paying attention to what's going on. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> All right, we should yeah. sign off. All right. Until next time, this has been another episode of Hockey Day in Canada. I'm your host, Tom. I'm Dan. I'm Ward. Mike. And I'm Steve. Until next time, paint some models, play some games, have some fun. Ooh.